0: Welcome back to You Better You Bet brought to you by Bet MGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL network.
1: Hour number 2 on a wonderful Wednesday with Nick and Ken. Jason Sobel is going to join us momentarily from Sirius XM PGA tour radio and the action network, giving us all his thoughts on the open championship still to come eight buckets. As we look to wrap up that exercise, Ken on vacation next week, we're both off on Friday. So in the next two days, we'll give you five NFL teams here on the show as we roll through all 32 of them and give you our win total analysis bets worth making potentially on overs or unders coming up 20 minutes from now, Uh, an hour from now. Our pal, Ross Tucker, Odyssey Sports NFL insider, stops by. We'll talk all things NFL with Ross. Ross dialed into the league 24-7, 365, always has interesting stuff to say, into the betting market, so Ross will give us some good stuff, win totals, et cetera. As we get set for training camp, so excited to welcome Ross Tucker to the show. I'm going to give you some fantasy football analysis as we move along, giving an update on my team in the Scott Fish Bowl, not because... I think people care about my fantasy team. I I know people don't care about my fantasy team. But just because it's interesting to talk about where some of these players are going, where the ADP is, and where I think that ADP might be going as uh, we get to training camp and into the preseason, power hour, final hour, all our bets for tonight. And we'll, uh, we'll play some of these grids. Immaculate Grid, Major League Baseball, and the Dynasty Gridiron Grid, the National Football League version of the Immaculate Grid. I would say we'll do the NBA one, but I don't think I've got much. I'm bad. That one I'm actually bad at. The others I'm actually okay. really good at. That one, that one. I'm There's a hockey maybe we'll... one,
2: too, apparently. Imagine that.
1: No chance. Just guess Bill like on, a is Yachter. Bill on the show tomorrow? No, Tyler said he's on tomorrow, right? So uh, okay. Bill's
2: not on. You can find Tyler on BetMGM tonight, too. Just, just rolling. <laughs> give, give, out the, give out the open bets, and the open's going to start, basically, by the time his shift is
1: over. Tyler said it's a 24-hour shift for Tyler today. God bless him. <laughs> out of the lab? Right onto the radio. Um, that's coming up later in the show. Right now, it's kickoff hour number two on this wonderful Wednesday. One of our absolute favorite guests, kind enough to join us, was just on the air, so we appreciate him popping on now back on the air with us. And that is our good friend from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio and the Action Network, the great Jason Sobel on Twitter at Jason Sobel TAN. Jason, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken ahead of the Open Championship. My friend, how you doing?
0: Hello, boys. I have been off air from my show for at least 90 seconds. Got a good break already, so I'm ready to (laughs) go.
2: Well, Jason, we appreciate it. Uh, We just gave out our bets for the Open. Curious if we kind of line up in terms of some of the things that we like and some of the things that you like. But maybe you can kind of, like, clear something up for me. You're going to know the course so much better. That Royal Liverpool we were talking about a little bit in the last couple segments. I know typically in the Open Championship, I've seen a bunch of tweets about this, a bunch of writing about it. Usually in the Open Championship, driving distance – doesn't matter a whole lot. It's like link style golf. You can get some really random winners because driving distance doesn't matter as much. But then some of the reporting about this course is like, "Man, if the weather holds off, maybe maybe driving distance w- will be significant." Nobody seems to know. Obviously, the weather is unpredictable. Where do you come down in terms of like what type of golfer or what type of traits you're favoring this week?
0: Well, like all great world-class golf courses, I think Royal Liverpool will essentially test Every part of a player's game, and, and that's what it should be. I mean, we shouldn't get to a major championship and we go, well, it's driving distance this week, and the big power hitters, those are going to be the ones on the leaderboard. Or it's a ball strikers contest, just the best iron players. Or it's a putting contest, just the best putters. It should be a test of a player's full complement of of game and and all 14 clubs in the bag. So what I do think, based on the weather that we're going to get over the next four days, is Essentially what we got at the masters earlier this year at, let's see uh, the players Championship Certainly last year, I feel like there's been one or two other big events over the last year, year and a half uh, where we've gotten almost sort of four different seasons within four rounds. And so we get a little sunshine and calm. We get a little cold and windy. We certainly are going to get some rain and it could be some very heavy rain on the weekend. And so, We're getting all these different types of elements, which, again, as a fan of the game, I love that. So it's not just who plays the best in the wind that those players have a a better chance of winning. It's not just who plays the best in the rain, but it's who plays the best in multiple different elements over four days and who's being tested with all the clubs in the bag. So, yeah, look, does driving distance help? Does power help? Of course. If you can hit it long and straight – Uh, basically you're making any golf course in the world uh, a little bit easier. That said, is driving distance more important than, say, iron play this week or putting? I'm not so sure about that.
1: I'm guessing Scotty Scheffler going to make your outright card best based on the analysis there. Scheffler plus 750, the co-favorite at BetMGM, Jason, along with Rory McIlroy, John Rahm at 12, the reigning Open champion, Cam Smith at 16, Brooks captain Victor Hovland, both at 20. We can go a little further down the board as we move along here, Jason, but the guys at the top of the board, does anyone tickle the old fancy?
0: The problem is they all do to an extent, but their numbers don't tickle my fancy whatsoever. And so I, I look at it this way. And, again, I, I'm trying to not be one of those guys who, uh, you know, purports themselves to be some sort of betting expert, goes on Twitter and says, you know what I really like and I'm betting on this week? It's Scotty, Rory, Rom, Kepka, and Cameron Smith. Those are my guys this week. And then on Sunday when one of them wins, you get to pat yourself on the back, But it doesn't make for a profitable card. I mean, I'm trying to be realistic here. And so uh, using that sort of realistic strategy, instead of putting all my eggs in the Scotty Scheffler or Rory McIlroy basket, I would rather go with a few guys a little bit further down the board and be able to spread it out with more bets rather than, like I said, a greater percentage on one of those players near the top. So, again, it it comes down to – It's not that I don't like Scotty Scheffler. He's playing some unbelievable golf. The tee to green numbers are incredible so far this year. It's not that I don't like Rory coming off that win at the Scottish Open this past week. He's got momentum, and he's certainly got some confidence coming into this one. But I'd rather take a shot on some really, really talented players who have tripled the number going into this one.
2: So, Jason, give give us an idea of maybe a couple of your favorites. We'll obviously work our way down the odds board. We can do long shots, head-to-heads. Maybe, like, are you fading Rory then or something like that? Obviously, a golfer who has a ton of momentum coming into this tournament. Uh, Give us a couple of your favorites to win.
0: Yeah, so I'll start with Rory because I'm not fading Rory. What I'm hoping for is that Rory shoots one or two over, 72, 73 in the opening round. The lead is right around 66 or so and we can look to maybe play Rory live at a number closer to, I don't know, plus 1,200, plus 1,400 going into round two. That would uh, entice me a little bit, and I'd probably do that. But I'm looking at guys just a little bit further down the board, not very far down the board. In fact, in the last decade, we've seen only two players 80-1 to win this golf tournament. Nobody with a longer number. I know we look back and we say, wow, this is the one that was won by – Ben Curtis by Todd Hamilton. You can hit a big number at an open championship. That really hasn't been the case. It's been pretty chalky over the last decade. Six of the last nine winners have been 25 to one or shorter going into this event. So we're looking more at the guys who are up there on the board coming into this one. And I've got a few just in that range. Uh, Victor Hovland is my favorite outright this week. I've seen a little switch flipping him over the last couple of months. He just looks more serious, more determined, more ready to go win a major championship at 20, 22 to one, depending on the book right now, I think he makes for a really nice play. He's the guy that I have the biggest investment in this week. And then right behind him or right around the same number as him, Ricky Fowler was playing, I think some of the best out of his life. And again, the quiet confidence that Ricky has right now really speaks volumes because he is, uh, he is just firing on all cylinders. And then Terrell Hatton, Based on strokes gain total, which I think is the greatest barometer of performance that we have, Hatton has been the third best player on the PGA Tour this season, behind only Scotty Scheffler and John Robb. It hasn't manifested itself in any victories yet, but I think it's coming. Really, my biggest position this week is Hatton and Tommy Fleetwood for a top 10. I think those are some really uh, nice plays, maybe shorter numbers, but nice plays this week. But I do have Hatton outright as well.
1: You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken on a wonderful Wednesday talking the Open Championship with the great Jason Sobel, serious PGA Tour Radio, and the Action Network on Twitter at Jason Sobel, T-A-N. Jason, do you have a long shot that you really like coming up for the Open Championship? Uh,
0: so I'll give you a few again. I, I don't see much past the, and I call it the chalk, but at least the top tier of the board. Uh, the guys that I do like a little bit that have a chance at least of winning this one, Adam Scott has played some. Uh, Very inspired golf this year. I thought at this point in his career, Adam Scott would just go home and sit on a big pile of money and enjoy it. But he is actually working pretty hard right now. I know he missed the cut last week, but still a second round 67. It's not like he's playing bad golf. And so he's always uh, gotten up for these links golf tournaments. He was top 10 at both uh, the 06 open and the 14th open, uh, the 2014 open, both held. At Royal Liverpool. So I like him at around 60 to 1 right now. He was 80 to 1 about 48 hours ago. So if you jumped on early, you're getting rewarded with uh, a number that's gotten shorter in the marketplace over the last two days. Louis Oustazen is a guy that has won an open. He's had multiple other top three finishes. And because he's playing on live and we don't see him that often, he's getting absolutely no love at 110 to 1. uh, He's still a guy who's a viable candidate to go out and win a major championship again I, I don't think it's going to be a guy with that big of a number but when we're betting outright tickets I at least want the upside I at least want some guy with the ceiling I don't want to bet an outright ticket on someone who finishes a nice solid 17th place and never has a chance either give me it's first or nothing it's first or it's not cashing and so uh, when I'm looking at those outrights I want guys who have won before Henrik Stenson's another guy so I think he's gonna win no but if they played this exact tournament a hundred times, do I think you would have a few chances to win? Yeah, I do. And at 250, 300 to one, I'm going to take a shot at it. It's going to be a small shot, going to be just a little nibble, but why not on the guy who just seven years ago won one of the greatest duels in major championship history against Phil Nicholson?
2: Jason, I'm curious as part of that answer, I think there was maybe like one live golfer uh, as part of the, uh, the, the card of golfers that you gave out to win the open championship, you know, it doesn't seem like there's as much interest in Brooks Koepka uh, among people that we have on the show. You know, a lot of people, it's like, you know, Scheffler and Rory. Yeah, they're awesome. And then pivot to, you know, Victor Hovland or some of the other guys. So kind of like, why no Brooks? Why no Cam Smith, Dustin Bryson? Like these guys all seem like they, they have realistic chances, Uh, major winners, all of them. Why kind of no live golfers on the card? So
0: is uh, and N. Stenson are both uh, playing live. So I, I gave you two of them there. Uh, Kepka, look, I, Kepka for me is this guy where every time I don't play him in a major championship, um, chip, I'm sitting there going, he's the one that scares me the most. Because he's the guy that time and time again over the last half dozen years, it just keeps burning you. If you keep fading him, uh, you're going to get burned by that because he goes out and wins major championships. And the less this plays like a link-style golf course, I think the more it plays into Brooks Koepka's hands, at some point it just gets down to I I can't play everyone in the 18 to 22 to 1 range, and so I've got to filter somebody out there. And Brooks Koepka was one of the last guys to not make it onto my card. Cameron Smith, I, I feel like the driving accuracy, he's got the best short game in the world. I feel like the driving accuracy where he could spray it all over the old course last year at St. Andrews, you can't necessarily do that as much at Royal Liverpool it's going to come back to bite him at some point. He's going to get stuck in the lips of a couple of fairway bunkers and take a couple to get out or have to go out sideways. So uh, I don't see Cam Smith playing his best golf at this one. Dustin Johnson, sure, I don't know, just doesn't seem that motivated, that inspired, but the talent level certainly there. If he wants to go out there and, uh, and add another major to his resume, he's certainly capable of doing so. I I won't be on DJ, though. Bryson on a Lynx golf course doesn't do a whole lot for me. I'd rather uh, play him at a U.S. Open or a PGA Championship next year instead where it fits his game better. So, again, it's it's not a live bias. It's just kind of looking individually at each of these players and, and looking at who I like and who I don't.
1: It's kind of about a minute to go. Is there any golfer that's a full fade for you coming up at this tournament?
0: It's really hard because that's what I start with, guys. And, and I'm sure you guys do this as well, where instead of, okay, I like these three players. I'm going to bet them. It's okay. I'm, I'm taking him off the list. I'm taking him off the list. I, I do this with trepidation, and I'm sure it comes back to bite me. Patrick Cantlay is a guy who uh, my buddy Justin Ray at the 21st group, who's the best stats guru in the go- game of golf, had the stat that Cantlay has finished top 15 in each of the last five, never been closer than five shots going into the final round, though. So what that tells you is a lot of backdoor top 15 finishes, I don't have a whole lot of interest in Cantlay this week, uh, Morikawa. I just don't know if he's got the power. I think with a softer golf course, he's going to need to bang it out there with some of these guys. And he's got the accuracy, maybe not the distance. So he won't be on the card, but it's really difficult. Guys, you look at the top of the board, you look at the first 15, 20 names on the board this week. And quite frankly, you can look at any of those guys and say, yeah, I, I can make the case. I can make the case that, that guy could do well. And in fact, I've been breaking down content for the last three, four days now, and you start staring at all these names, and they all start looking good.
1: Jason, we you are always looking good, my man. We love having you on the show. Appreciate you joining us right after you went off the air. Jason supports us. We ask that our listeners and viewers please support Jason. Give him a follow on Twitter. If you're not following already at Jason Sobel, T-A-N. Listen to him on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. Check out his work at the Action Network, actionnetwork.com. My friend, sincerely appreciate it. Good luck with your bets, and we will talk to you down the line.
0: Thank you, and I just want to tell you that I only look good on the radio, okay?
1: No, well, that's sure. a, good, a good line for our friend, yeah. friend Jason's, everyone Face for tell. radio
2: gets, gets thrown out a lot. I got told that I was does. in college by a professor. I have a good face for radio. I was 19.
1: I got to, I'd spit in that guy's face.
2: Yeah, I probably would have gotten expelled for that. I needed a degree. Yeah.
1: I want his name. I don't know who that. I want <laughs> names. Uh, eight <laughs> Buckets coming up next.